So, Hannah, we haven't actually recorded like a current episode in a hot minute. We had kind of like our vague July hiatus that we've taken every year. And during that time, we've had some interesting developments in the world, I guess in the U.S. specifically, in the terms of a uh, writer's and actor's strike. What is it? The Writer's Screen Guild? Yeah, there's two. There's like the Screen Guild Association, and then there's another group too. Yes. On strike for better wages, better pay, and also preventing the use of AI in writing and also like using your likeness, you know, for anything. But studios want to do that without actually paying you and compensating for it, which is scary. Same thing with the AI writing. Like, I think the aim is to make writers obsolete and AI is a helpful tool, but it's not like a person. I think it has merits and it has benefits, especially like if you're helping brainstorm and like get ideas together, like if you're writing something, but I don't think it should be used to write a TV show, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, we started using AI at my job in chats, like help chats, and the testing process, it's like glaringly obvious it's not a person that you're talking to. So I think also the fact that writing for like a show and a movie, like, especially if there's so much like emotion, I don't know how AI can convey emotion and can convey stuff that like people can because it's their lived experiences they write a lot of times. Also, it's like the voice, like a writer's voice is very distinct for different writers. And I don't think like a computer can do that the same way a person can. So anyway, uh, we just wanted to say that we stand in solidarity with both these groups that are on strike. We are not intentionally crossing any picket lines. Yeah, I think it's interesting because a lot of people, I think, just associate Hollywood with everyone having a ton of money. Right. Um, And I think that's like a very, there certainly is a large group of Hollywood who does have a lot of money, but it's not just the main actors and actresses. Like, there's a lot of people who have been in the industry for a long time who do a lot of work who don't actually make that much money. And you're talking about like the crews and stuff too. Like the people who obviously people who are like behind the scenes aren't going to be making six figures. So I think there's like this misconception that everyone in Hollywood must be like rich and must have a ton of money and not have any worries in the world. But yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of people that aren't getting paid fairly and are worried potentially about losing jobs, especially when it comes to writers being replaced. And AI is something in every industry that people probably become fearful about being replaced. Right. As things become like more autonomous, people worry about losing their jobs. We don't support people being taken advantage of or not being paid what they rightfully should be paid for right. the work that A they A living do. wage just for starters, you know? Yeah. Some people- A lot of yeah. them have families yeah. And, yeah. and people they have to support too. So um, we and, support yeah. them. And LA is a very, can be a very expensive place to live. Oh yeah, the general. cost of living. So yeah, yeah, cost of living in general is much higher than other places. We saw two great movies, both great. What movies are they? I don't know. Both had yeah. really good writing, mm-hmm. not done by AI, and uh, very good casts. Yeah. Good cast, good music. Makeup, hair. Makeup, great. Clothing. Ooh, set design. Good clothing. Set design. Yeah. It's hard because you don't want to it just is. completely stop going to all this stuff because in a way that also yeah. hurts the people and I, involved. I think in they have said that they there's no, like, they don't expect people to stop watching things, to stop watching shows, to stop going to movies, and I think... One of the movies we saw is... One that's breaking records for its specific type of film and its specific right. director. 
And so I think it's important for that accolade because that's like very important that people get recognized and that there's Mm -hmm. diversity and like who can be successful in Hollywood. Right. And to create opportunities for those types of people who generally don't necessarily get opportunities like that. Yes. You know. So that's what I will say. Yes. Uh, fuck old white men and, um, fuck the patriarchy. Welcome. This is Research Rank Repeat. This is co-host Hannah. This is co-host Alyssa. And we are back with another episode. Alyssa. Yes. Did you know that my very good mother just sold me 10 candy bars now that's not even what There's, what are you saying <laughs> are you are you high oh my very good mother just something fudge no that's that's the scales that's like a music scale <laughs> oh yeah that is <laughs> that's the, i think that's the um not the brass one it's the other one for piano so those planets <laughs> those planets i think it's my mother my very oh, good... Oh, my very energetic mother. No, you forgot V. Oh, yeah. My yeah. very energetic mother just... Just... S- something... U-N-P. Okay. Anyways. P-N-U? Whatever. Well, regardless, we don't remember anything from elementary school is what we gathered. But you know, we do remember, Hannah, Magic School Bus. Miss Frizzle yeah, we went to the stars and she taught us about planets. Yeah. Have you ever seen the thing on Instagram where it's like Miss Frizzle riding around in your anal tract? <laughs> you sent me that. Yes, I have yeah, seen it's it. funny. Oh, Anyways, God. Speaking of Uranus. <laughs> speaking of Uranus. Your moon is in Uranus. Another joke we've told on this podcast. We've made this joke. I think we named an episode. You know, and that one was about the zodiac signs, which are technically affiliated with stars, constellations. No, I think that was Lindsay Lohan. Oh, did we? Okay. Well, we've we done it more than once. We mentioned it in the zodiac signs one as well. Check your horoscope. Your moon is in Uranus. A classic joke. But anyways, <laughs> this is a very long intro just to this say that. Went off rails. We were given a suggestion a while back. We were, by a, a lovely listener of our podcast and friend who has been on the show before. With a redacted name, but they did have shitty crepes. They did have shitty crepes. Yeah. Our friend Audrey, good friend of the podcast, shout out if you ever listen to this. I know you listen sometimes. Suggested that we rank the planets based on what ones we would most want to live on. Mm-hmm. So now we're taking this in the frame of reference that we could live in any atmosphere. So it's not like I'm going to be on Pluto or Neptune. Also, we're including Pluto. We'll get to that. And then immediately freeze to death because it's like negative 500 degrees. You know, we're we're pretending that like if we were on this planet, we could live there. Like we could 
be fine. We wouldn't immediately die. We wouldn't freeze. We wouldn't burn up. You know, we wouldn't choke to death on carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide. I slurred a little bit trying to say carbon dioxide. I talked a little too fast. It happens sometimes. If you listen to our bloopers episode, you would know that. All three of them. Yes. But anyway, so we're here to talk about planets. Yeah. Planets, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good times and bad things. Do, baby. Let's talk about planets. Little bit, little bit, baby. Planets. Do you remember the Schoolhouse Rock song, Planet Janet? You remember yes, that one? Vaguely. She's like a a woman with like red curly hair flying around a planet. It's Planet Janet. That's all I remember because our, yeah. our, our JT, our mother, her name is Janet. And so I can only think of that where I'm like, I don't remember anything else. It's just Janet. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Not really. She flies around. Space. I don't remember that. Okay, that's fine. That's we fine, had to yeah. watch it. We had to watch the Schoolhouse Rock videos in I think like fourth and fifth grade. We had to watch yeah. like the history one, the math Conjunction. one. Conjunction. Conjunction, junction. What's your What's function? Your function. You know the one I remember the most is the preamble song. Yeah, because we had to watch it 500 times. And the Great American Melting Pot. <sighs> A lot of cheese. <laughs> that melting yeah. pot. Uh, anyway, so we're doing this. I'm sorry, we're we're a little rusty with recording. Do you have anything else to add, Hannah, before I go into some background that I found from a great source? No, just that this was, I think, an interesting episode, and I like when listeners suggest episodes because it gets us something more creative. Sometimes we get in a funk. Yeah, but yeah, we've it, it's been suggested. It was suggested a while ago. We just finally got to it. But yeah, it was fun to do. Yeah. It's interesting. So, Hannah, did you know that I got some information from our most trusted source, Wikipedia, but I also got information from the greatest place, NASA. NASA. NASA website. NASA website. I was also on NASA earlier. Went to NASA. They have all the, that's the place to go if you need information about planets. So let's talk about planets, Hannah. I like to start first with the solar system. Now. Our solar system that we live in, Hannah, is located on the outer spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy. And there are probably, I think, I didn't write this down, but it was like somewhere around estimated like 200 million galaxies estimated in in space. Hard to say, you know, it's just a guess based on what we know. You know, do you ever like think about how vast space is and Don't, then feel cause then get I an think existential crisis? Yeah, and then I get a little bit existential and I feel like panicked. So I, I sit or, there and I'm like, yeah. when I die, what happens? Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna leave it there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rein it back in, Hannah. So we're gonna talk about the formation of the solar system, Hannah. So about 4.5 billion years ago, there was a big cloud of gas and dust. It was hanging out in space. Then suddenly something happened now it's not known exactly what happened but a good guess is that there's probably some sort of a shock wave from a exploding star a supernova perhaps a good guess but anyway what happened is everything all that big pile of dust and gases they imploded inward collapsed and created a solar nebula do you know what a solar nebula is hannah i learned at some point but could not give you the That's definition. That's okay. Essentially, it's just a spinning disk. So basically, all that cloud of stuff became a disk, rotating, spiraling disk. I do know what a supernova girl is. Oh, zoom, zoom, zoom. Xenon. 
But essentially what happens is you got this spinning disc, right? There's a bunch of gravity, right? The force of the collapse creates gravity. So what happens over time is this gravitational force pulls a bunch of hydrogen atoms inward, basically creating a bunch of pressure. Pressure increases, and then the hydrogen is turned into helium. And when the helium forms, it created a massive energy release. Boo! Tons of energy. Then, Hannah, you know what was created? The sun. That's how the sun came about. Helium gas. It's basically what the sun is. Hot ball of helium. Further away from the sun, still in the spinning disk, you got other stuff that's just floating around, and it's starting to clump together, Hannah. Clumping together. Big clumping forming together into big balls. <laughs> Spheres, as you will. And these things cre created moons, dwarf planets, and planets. Amongst other asteroids and meteorites and small little speckles of things, but created planets. So that's how our solar system is believed to have been founded. You might hear a different answer if you talk to, you know, some creationists and stuff. Oh, you know, 6,000 years ago. Somebody, uh, somebody did a little, uh, did a little, did a little, uh, poof, did a little, oh, <laughs> did a little, whoop, did a little bit, a little, I'm going to make a circle. Oh, I made a planet. And another circle. Oh, another one. Oh, and I'm going to put oh. my hand over here. Oh, um, we're going to, we're just going to discount that. We're going to listen to NASA. Yes. They're the experts. Listen to us. Listen to us. We, we're we the listen. voices. We're the voice of NASA. <laughs> we're their representatives. Yeah. Planets. In our solar system, orbit a host star. In this case, it's the sun. The sun is uh, named from the Latin word solus, which then solar system. So solus equals the sun equals solar system. In our solar system, in modern day, 2023, there are currently eight planets um, there's many moons, many smaller things, and one specific dwarf planet that used to be classified as a planet, and we will talk about that a bit later. The word planet comes from the Greek word uh, meaning wanderers, so it's Greek in origin. I have some comments about some things later, but the first notedly observed observation of planets was from about 2,500 years ago from ancient Greek origin for this specific stuff that we're talking about right now. So essentially what happened is people without telescopes looking up at space, they were like, there's some weird stuff going on up there. You can see some stars, but there's some things that kind of stood out that had some weird patterns. And so they observed seven planets. And I say that in quotes, air quotes, seven planets is what they could observe from Earth. Now, Timeline. Essentially, people were seeing our moon and our sun as planets. So essentially, they could see five, five known planets and the sun and the moon. So in the 1500s, that is when things began to change. So that is when people began to finally believe that the sun was the center of our solar system and our planets, that our planets rotated around the sun. Because previously, people were like, nah, it's a flat line. You know, the Earth is the center. Everything else rotates around the Earth. And I think it was Copernicus who came in there and was like, 
hey guys i think this is the case and they were like straight to jail he said fuck you <laughs> yeah straight up. to jail and they uh, said and I could off be, with your head i could be wrong about copernicus being he might have been the guy who thought the earth was the center but I th- i'm pretty sure he's the guy who thought the sun was the center of the universe and went to jail because they were like heathen how dare you suggest that earth is not what we think it is just based on guessing and there's been plenty of other people galileo galilee there's been tons of people who are very influential and i'm not going to name all of them but essentially in the 1500s is when sun isn't a planet moon isn't a planet sun's at the center of the solar system and then essentially what we had is the first six planets through saturn so we had known planets were mercury venus earth mars jupiter and saturn so we had six planets that's where we were standing in the 1500s they could see these things from the earth got six known planets 1781 hannah they discovered uranus they got up in there discovered mine a lot sooner than that (laughs) telescopes up the Uranus. Up the Uranus. Yeah, ba- basically what happened is we get telescopes around this time. People are like, huh, I think there's a new planet called Uranus. Early 1800s is where we have pl- more planet discovery in the form of Ceres, Pallas, Juno, and Vesta, which were at a time known as planets. Now, currently they are known as moons. Modernly, they're moons, they're asteroids. But at the time, people were like, whoa, this is a planet. We found new planets. So you had a whole bunch of planets. 1846, Neptune is discovered theoretically. So it's the only planet that has been discovered through theoretical calculations. People were doing math, doing physics, doing astrology, astronomy. There's probably some astrology in there as well, but astronomers were doing work. And they were like, this is a weird abnormality. Let's do a computer uh, computational stuff. And they were like, hey, look, planet should be here based on what we see. And then sure enough, what do you know? There wasn't actually a planet there. Neptune. 1930. Pluto is found. And Pluto is a planet. Until 2006, Hannah. And that's when everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. That's when our world's changed. 2006, we get a new definition of a planet. Now, the current modern definition of a planet is a round object orbiting the sun and have, has to have cleared their neighborhoods of other planets. And other things. Uh, so I, I, because of that definition, Pluto, not a planet. Dwarf planet. Doesn't fit the criteria. So for us, Pluto is an honorary planet today. Because growing up, Pluto was a planet. As a children, we learned Pluto is a planet. It's there. So to support our childhood of having that as a planet and then being ripped away from us, that's like honestly one of the only things I remember as like learning as a child of something changing where it's like, hey, you thought this, guess what? You're wrong. (laughs) Scientists said, fuck you. You thought Pluto was a planet? Go away. We survived Planet Gate. We did survive Planet Gate. 20, 2006, where were you? <laughs> where were you in 2006, Hannah? I was in fifth grade or sixth grade, one or the other. I was in one of those grades below. Confused then, about Pluto. Yeah. But essentially, let's talk about names, Hannah. So, current modern day planet naming 
is for the most part based off of Roman gods and goddesses. However, there is one Greek god in there. Greeks, the Greek definition slipped in there a little bit. Those names uh, of those Roman gods and goddesses were established like thousands of years ago. Those have been there. So essentially what they did is then they continued on that namesake of those gods and goddesses for the modern discovered planets. So just to give you some background of what gods and goddesses that the planets are named after, Mercury is the Roman god of travel. Mainly this is because um, Mercury rotates the earth, or sorry, my god, I'm sounding like a 1400s English scientist there. Mercury rotates the sun in about in 88 days, which is the fastest rotation of any planet. So Mercury is the god of, you know, speed, the god of travel, so fitting name. Uh, Mars is the god of war, mainly known, uh, named for the redness of the planet Mars. Fitting, I think. Venus was named um, for the god, the Roman god of love and beauty, and it was mainly because Venus is the third brightest object in our solar system. Shine bright like a diamond. Uh, Jupiter is the Roman god, the king of the Roman gods. In Greek, that's Zeus, was a similar name, same namesake. Saturn is known as the Roman god of agriculture, and Uranus is the Greek god. So he's the Greek king of the gods. So like the god of the sky is maybe a more apt name. God of Anus. God of Anus. Neptune, so this was one of the planets that was discovered later, is named for the, the Roman god of the sea. So also King Triton, you know, Neptune, Triton hanging out there. So Pluto is the Roman god of the underworld, kind of like Hades in Greek mythology. Now, the only planet, Hannah, that has a name that is not derived for Roman and Greek mythology is Earth. Now, the word Earth comes from Old English and Germanic for the name of ground. So Earth is ground, which I think is really interesting because I'll get to this. In other cultures, most other cultures also refer to Earth as the word for ground, which I think is really interesting that everyone just was like, yeah, this place we're living is the ground, so ground it is. So Earth is the only planet that's got a weird name just because, you know, yeah. why not? So in terms of naming things, I wanted to point out, even though we don't use the Greek names, the Greek names were chosen before the Roman names. So the Greek names were given to planets in an earlier time than the Romans did, but for some reason the Roman names are the ones that we use. So I just wanted to point that out. The Greek counterparts being like Aphrodite instead of Venus, uh, Jupiter instead of Zeus, but Greek happened first. We, I guess collectively we collectively decided Roman was the better way to go. I'm not sure why that was, but here we are. Um, so in terms of the the naming of Uranus and Neptune and Pluto, since these were more modern, happening from 1846 to 1930, um, or sorry, 1781 to 1930, those three planets were discovered. So Uranus, William Herschel was the person who discovered the planet. He wanted to call it, and I quote, Georgium Sidus, which means George's star. He wanted to name it after King George III of England. It's like a little like weirdly sexual. Yeah. Georgium Sidus. Georgia star. Um, and people were kind of like, mm, maybe we don't name it for King George III, considering he did just lose to the Americas in the Revolutionary War. He lost the United States. How embarrassing for him. 
But a German astronomer named Johann Bode said, hey, what if we named it for the Latin name of the god of the sky, Uranus? And people were like, sure, good enough. Fits the naming scheme. Neptune. A lot of people were involved with the discovery of Neptune considering it was a computational, like, discovery. They didn't actually see it. They didn't actually physically see the planet. So at a certain point, they were like, Le Verrier. They wanted to name it Le Verrier. And then people were like, hmm, if the planet's really blue, so what if we did Neptune for the sea? And people were like, I guess that's fine. Pluto. Now, Hannah Pluto, I think, is very interesting. The name Pluto was suggested by Venita Burney, who was an 11-year-old English schoolgirl who was like, hey, what if you name this planet Pluto? And they were like, done. And that's that. Who's her dad? I don't know. I think she's... Did she write, write, I don't know. There were, it was unclear if she like wrote oh. in about it or if like she was someone's child. I don't know. But it was, it was like a nepotism situation. 1930, you know. Maybe could it was really a contest. Be, you know, could have been a contest. Yeah, could have been a contest. It's hard to say. I don't know exactly who discovered Pluto. I didn't write that down. So we're going to ignore that. Okay. Now, the last thing I want to cover before we're done with the background is I thought it was very interesting that growing up, we are only taught the Western origin of planets right we Mm -hmm. learn about the roman mythology version of planets and i was like i am absolutely positive that other cultures throughout time ancient civilizations had other names for planets and how they named planets so i went and did some research on that because i thought that was would be interesting to know same thing with the ancient babylonians they also gave names to their deities and gods so um Venus was um, the goddess Ishtar, was the name for the planet Venus. Um, Jupiter was known as Marduk or Marduk. And then um, I swiped my hand and I always smeared my words. So I can't, if I pronounce this wrong, I'm sorry. But Mercury is uh, Neto or Neta. My apologies if that's wrong for anyone who has a, you know, love for ancient Babylonian words. Um, So in ancient China... Actually, they named the, at the time, the five planets visible, they named them after the elements. Um, So Mercury was water. Venus was metal gold. Saturn was earth. Earth was known as ball of ground. So that's another instance of ground being used. And then Mars was fire and Jupiter was wood. So it was named after elements specifically. Um, In Israel, in Hebrew, um, they were named for the Mesopotamian gods. And also biblical events. So um, that's where their namesake is from. In India, um, so in um, Hindi, uh, the word for planets is grahas. And I might be pronouncing that wrong, but essentially it means to grasp. So like a ball. Um, And so a lot of their planets were named for Hindu legends. So Jupiter was known as Guru, um, which is like a spiritual leader. Um, Same thing with Mercury is Buddha. Um, amongst other planets as well. But so essentially it was interesting to me that there was a, a pretty similar pattern in different parts of the world of how ancient civilizations and just throughout history were naming their planets. So I thought that was very interesting that a lot of the time it's related to like um, gods, goddesses, myths, legends. Uh, it's really interesting that it's only China is the only one so far, like the ones that I looked at that had kind of like a, a little bit of a different way that they were um, identifying yeah. their planets. But just to give a little background for some other places since we really only get the western uh view of history of things like that yeah all right that's what i got yeah so uh, like Alyssa said we're including pluto in this so we're gonna have nine total 
Um, yeah, we're just picking, like she said, we're not taking into factor the fact that you would die if you got out of most of these planets. Um, you know, it's just, this is a theoretical. It's, it's theoretical. Yes. Like Uranus. Yes. Or Neptune. I I've never seen it. <laughs> I think it was Used Neptune. to say it's there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So number nine, I went with Mercury. Um, mm. Mostly because it's the smallest planet, which means you're always going to be close to people. Hate that. And also because it's the closest one to the sun and my pale, pale skin cannot handle that. And I would be saggy as all can be when I get older from all that sun damage. Yeah. Understood. Um, so number nine, I put Pluto, Hannah. Now, Pluto is a tiny planet. It's absolutely freezing. It averages a temperature of negative 375 degrees Fahrenheit, which I would not want to live in, even if I had like thermal clothing. That's pretty cold. Pretty cold, Hannah. And also it's not a real planet anymore. So like, it's like a fake, it's, it's fake, you know, it's not a real representation of a planet. Um, and it would be so far away from the sun that you probably would not really get a lot of light in the same You'd way have that scurvy. you would. Yeah. You'd have to eat a lot of oranges. A lot, a lot of, yeah. You'd have to get a lot of fruit and vegetables in your diet. Um, yeah. And I think I would be pretty sad. I think like I'd have Michigan seasonal depression every year of my life all the time. It would never go away. We'd have so to take like my, basically yeah, my yeah. Life. we'd have to take. Do you know? Think about the vitamin D supplements you'd have to take. Hannah, yeah, you'd have to take like what, like like ten thousand milligrams of vitamin D yeah. or something. They would a run lot out. of milligrams. You'd run. Yeah, there'd yeah. be an endless supply, or you would you would have like rations of vitamin D pills. Yeah. So anyway, not worth it for me. So number nine. Okay. <clears throat> number eight. I went with Venus. Um, mm, mostly just because it's hottest planet. Um, I don't do well in heat. I really don't. Um, I sweat and I just panic and it's just not good. Also, they don't have any moons, mm. which is really a bummer. It is a bummer. There's studies that show that they had moons at one point. Um, I'm saying they because I'm not genderifying it. Mm. Um, no, you. that was just a mistake. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, I like to think all the planets are women because, except maybe Earth. Yeah, because yeah, I think sucks. that's I think that's fair. Um, anyways, I like moons. I like being able to look up and see the moon. And the fact that there is no moon makes me sad. That's fair. Yeah. So number eight, I have Neptune. So Neptune also freezing. It's a freezing asshole. Um, super dense. Uh, it doesn't have a well-defined surface, so it's pretty much just like freezing denseless like land i'd kind of be you'd be floating in like an icy like basically you're in a blizzard at all times there's a lot of ice there's really much again it's a similar reason i just don't want to be in freezing all the time and it's slightly bigger than pluto so therefore it's slightly less worse yeah um i put neptune as number seven i just wrote it's a no for me dog um same thing as you said, it's cold, it's distant. Also, I've read it has horrible storms and wind, and yes. I don't know about that. Like a thousand mile per hour wind. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I would say no. I, no I don't want to have to deal with that, and um, they can stay stay yeah. far away. So, number seven, I have Mercury, Hannah, and I agree. It's tiny. It's like the size of our moon, which not enough space. Also, mm -hmm. the sun is 11 times brighter on Mercury than it is on Earth, and I, like, I don't want to live in that much brightness. How am I going to mm -hmm. sleep? How am yeah. I gonna do anything? I'm gonna the glare is gonna blind me. We would we'd be blind, Hannah. How are you gonna vampire out? 
I can't. I die. You lock yourself in your room and this is the, the skin of a, of a killer, Bella. Is that yeah. what the line is? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'd be, you, no, the vampires would be so shiny that they blind anyone who's not already blinded. Like the refraction. Think of the refraction, how much brighter it would be. You wouldn't even be able to have any like lenses or screens on the planet no. because just like you'd cause fires. Like, you wouldn't be able to see anything either. Yeah. The beams of light would be so intense you'd cause fire. So anyway, yeah, I agree. Mercury. Can you imagine getting into your no, black car? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You'd burn. You wouldn't like get into your off. car. You would die. You would, you would just combust on impact. Yeah. Like, you get in your car and immediately combust. So, no, I agree. Mercury is not a, a planet that I want to spend time on. Yeah. Okay, number six is Pluto. And maybe I just have a soft spot for Pluto. I feel bad for Pluto. Pluto's, like, the child that no one wants. Pluto just gets left behind. It's kind of iconic that Pluto just got demoted. It is kind of iconic. I will you know, give you that. It is cold and icy, and I certainly can't deal with that 24-7. But sometimes I prefer the cold over the heat, so that's why it got a few bumps up uh, from some of the hotter planets. All right, so number six, I have Uranus. This one is petty because I don't want to live on a planet that's Uranus. Because then do you, the amount of jokes that people would tell, endless. People would be like, oh, are you going in Uranus today? Are you walking around Uranus? Are you driving up Uranus? <laughs> it would be day. it would be endless. Have you heard of the um the game? You know when you see like an RV and it has a name. So yes. you add the word anal to the front of it. So it's like anal passport, like anal yeah. like a uh, s- spaceship or whatever. You know, so it's basically like you take the name of a, an RV and you add that to it is something that I've learned from someone. So then we go on road trips, you can just like create words. But anyway, the best one, like there's anal airstream is a great one. But essentially, I would imagine people would do this, but with Uranus, where it's just like, you just make endless jokes. Also, it's also really cold. And I really, again, I really have a bias towards the cold, Hannah. I do not want to be freezing cold all the time. It would just be like, it would suck. Because I like, I like winter for like three weeks and then I want it to be done. And then I'm like, I'm ready for spring get me out of here. I'm tired of being depressed. I want sunshine. Please help me. So I just, I got to get out of there. As soon as you said anal airstream, I thought of that news story. (laughs) Oh God, from New Zealand. Speaking of anal anal airstream. Yes. Sean Mendes stitches. (gasps) Oh yes. Stitches. That is a throwback. If you, if you've been around since the beginning, you've heard us talk about um, the true meaning behind stitches. I didn't get to tell the whole story. Alyssa wouldn't let me, but um, well, you know, we day. were we were just starting out. One day, one day, Hannah can tell the whole story. Maybe a special episode, bonus episode, <laughs> maybe. Maybe we'll invite Sean Mendes on. He will never come on our show. He can explain it. He I doesn't know the story, but he can he'll never it. come on our show, Hannah. Okay, we'll see. One His day. PR team will never let him. They might. They'll, they know. They'll listen to every episode and then they'll know. You know, we can never, like, neither one of us was ever going to do this, but we can never run for, like, a government position. No, of course not. Because they would find this podcast. Yeah. In our first two episodes, we talked about Shawn Mendes' asshole and Harry Potter erotica. Like, we can't. We're doomed. We're doomed. Okay, moving on. Speaking of erotica, number five is Jupiter. Oh. Number five. Yeah. Um, I think Jupiter... It's one of those things where too much of anything is a bad thing. Mm. Jupiter is very, very large. And honestly, it's like too big of a planet. Mm-hmm. Like, the bigger the planet, the more shit they're going to try and put on that thing. 
That's fair. Everything's just going to be like, there's, there's going to be too much clutter and too much chaos and there's going to be too many people. And I just, that's not something I want to deal with. Also, the giant red star, which is actually a centuries old storm bigger than Earth. Humongous dust storm. I don't want to have yes. to dodge that all the time. Yeah. Just think about how you're just driving along and all of a sudden you're like, oh God, it's the storm. And then you got to like. Size, it's bigger than Earth. Yeah. And you got to hope you don't get into it and die. Yeah. So that's a no from me. Yes, I agree. Hannah, we finally have a match. Uh, I also have Jupiter as number five for similar reason. It's a humongous, it's the biggest planet, but it is also just gas. It's got, it's got a lot of moons, not as many as some other, as another planet, but it does have quite a bit of moons. So you could do some moon field trips, you know, you can hop to the moon, uh, get away from the gas. But again, there's that massive storm the size of the earth. Think about how, like, you could just, like, you, that's the off-limits zone. And imagine, like, asshole teenagers are like, oh, ho, ho, the red, st- the storm, and then they die because yeah. it's the size of the earth. There's nothing you can do. So I On agree. the plus side, um, smoking and vaping is probably outlawed because if you light it, combust. Mm-hmm. You can't light candles, though. So that's a no, that's downside. The, yeah, again, bummer. So mm-hmm. I agree. Number five. I'm on board. Okay. Number four is Uranus. Mm-hmm. It's very stormy. Not a big fan of storms. It's cold. And I just think that the other three are a little bit more promising options to me. That's fair. Um, so I don't have anything really bad against Uranus. Again, again, the same thing. Like, oh, you live on Uranus, but everyone's going to live on Uranus. Um, everyone does live on my Uranus. <laughs> is that a but statement yeah. you want to make on this podcast? Yes, number four is Uranus. Okay. Is your moon in Uranus? Always. Great. Um, so number four may be controversial. I put Earth. It's a safe bet. It's safe, right? Like, Earth is Earth. Like, you know it's li- it's livable. It's always a, a fail-safe, right? I can always come back to Earth. I can get on my spaceship, assuming I have a spaceship, because we're assuming I can live in all these places, right? right. I get on my spaceship. You have a spaceship. Yeah, I go into hyperdrive, I go to Earth, and then I go back home. And I got my parents' house <laughs> to yeah. go back to. Mom and Dad will be like, sure, move back in home. Ruin our lives, why don't you? You know, no, I, our, my mom would... I'm sure be love like she'd be like I will do all of your laundry. Oh, I would yeah. love to have you. Yeah, she like would be happy to have me at home. So You'll I will never cook another meal again. Yeah, so I have a fail safe, and that's what Earth is. It's safe. It's a yeah. safe bet. Four is a safe spot. Um, yeah. but it's not as fun as some of the other planets could be. Yeah. Um, I put Earth as three, kind of the same venue. I mean, it sucks. It's livable, more less and less every day. True. Uh, physically and emotionally. But yeah, I think it's one of those, it's a fallback. You know it's there for some time. It's cool. There's some yeah. cool things about Earth. It has a lot of water. Sure um, does. For now. It's the most livable planet and really the only livable planet. Currently. Currently. I I think it's, you know, like you said, it's a safe one. It, I feel like it had to be at least in the top three or four for me because it is always the fallback. That's fair. Now, Hannah, number three, I'm going to, I disagree with your placement, but Venus, Venus is number three because Hannah, the potential is there. Think about it. Venus is a similar size to Earth. It, we know it has a solid foundation. Now, sure, it's fucking hot and it's got a bunch of gases, like it's a huge gas field in the atmosphere, but we don't know what the lower atmosphere is like. That could be easily livable. They're confirmed that there was definitely water at some point. The potential's there. And it has greenhouse gases, Hannah, which means it could potentially create a livable atmosphere. 
which means the potential is there. Let's also not forget the cultural importance that Venus as a planet had, being the third brightest thing in the solar system, just in general. Besides me. Shines bright like a diamond, Hannah. And it is possible. The potential for life is there. The atmosphere is conductive for life, and therefore, I gotta, I gotta you know, support it. I support Venus. Yeah, I I'm mean, I, it. I agree with everything you said. It's really just a personal preference that when I get hot, I feel like I'm going to throw up all the time. And I don't want <laughs> to feel like fair. I'm going to throw up every single day. I do feel a little overheated right now yeah. because I don't have Like, a if I get going. hot in the car, it's over. That's fair. I'm I understand. Up. But I think for the planet experience, I think I would have some sort of a cooling suit that I could wear, yeah. you know, out in the atmosphere. Well, yeah. I got fans going and stuff. Like, I'd be okay. We'd be fine. If they made that, then yeah, sure. Sign me up. Yeah. I would love to go to Venus. All right. Now, let's see, Hannah. Do we have the same one to order or do we have We swapped? have the same top two, at least. Same top two. Um, yeah. And for me, these were fairly obvious top two. I agree. I, as soon as we talked about doing planets, I immediately knew, like, these two would be in the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the more I looked at it, I was like, yeah, these are the top two. Uh, number two, I went with Mars. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, like, the Hollywood lore hype of Mars because Mars is, like, in every movie and it's, like... Mars, blah, 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 like the Martian, like all these movies come out about Mars. It does seem like a cool planet and it's one of the more potential livable planets. It's had like the most research done on it compared to any other planet that uh, we know more about it. And I think uh, the red planet would be cool. I could meet Miss Martian and John Jones, which would be cool. Yeah, I just think Mars is like, it has cool vibes. It's like the kid in high school that you wanted to be friends with, and now they're, like, working at a fast food restaurant, but they're still cool. Yeah. I completely agree. Mars is number two. I think Mars is the most, like, planet that is, the like, feasibly livable on in real life is Mars. Like, taking mm-hmm. aside, like, the atmospheric, the gravity, like, all the stuff we're discounting, like, in real life, it's the most, op- like, the optimal place that we've even, like, it's been discussed. Like, yeah. people have talked about possibly at some point in the future colonizing on Mars. You know, we sent Matt Damon there. He was yeah. there. He, he grew things with his own shit on Mars. Yeah. He did it. Did he, he make potatoes? He, did he make potatoes? Sure, I think he grew weed. Didn't he make potatoes too? Is that yeah. what he made? Some potatoes? Weed and potatoes. Yeah, which is all you really need, honestly. You smoke and then you have munchies and eat potatoes. And yeah. all is good in the world. But Mars has water. There's water on Mars. So we got water source. It's got a lot of clouds, you know. You got some, some, some covers so that way the sun's not like immediately, you know, you're not going to immediately burn to a crisp. Um, it's pretty. It's a nice red color. It's got kind of like a deserty fun feel. Do yeah. you remember Hannah the movie um shoot where they send the guy they send this like idiot to Mars and then he farts and like it travels through oh, the tube. Um yeah, it's like uh, Spaceman or something. Yeah. And we would watch about. it over and over again as children. Um Are you talking about spaceballs? No, it's not spaceballs. Oh. It's like um I know what you're talking about though. But anyway, it's it's like uh they send people Mars is is very popular in media and culture yeah. and like as a place they're gonna send people to. Yeah. Um so I agree. Number two. It's not the best, but it is a close second. But it also might be our failsafe. It's a failsafe. Exactly. It's almost like the second safe Earth, you know? Like, behind Earth, my second choice, like, feasibly would be Mars. Yeah. Number one is Saturn. Rains are really cool. Mm -hmm. It has, like, 145 moons. I am obsessed with moons, and I love the idea of just being able to, like, walk outside and look up and not see one moon, but see, like, 20. 
It's also cool. some some nice moons too. Yeah, a lot of moons. I feel Got like Titan. Titan's a moon. Yeah, nice moon. And I feel like Saturn is just like Saturn never gets any bad rap about it. Yeah, you know, it's Fuck out. Pluto. Pluto's a dwarf planet. Boo. Uranus, meh. but then it's like Saturn. It's like yeah, Saturn's cool. Rains and moons. It's like boats and hoes, but rains and moons. Yes. Yeah. Also, I can get behind ice rings. These oh, rings yeah. are just made of ice. Think about you could ice skate on the rings. Yeah. You're just Mario ice Kart? skating around. Yeah, Mario Kart. Tokyo oh my drift? god. Yes, you could Tokyo drift on those ice rings. And honestly, yeah, the moon's tons of field trip options. Yeah. Like, you could take a little little day trip to all, you know, like, you could, you know how people, like, scratch off, like, every state? It's like, I'm going like to do a scratch parks. off. national parks? Yeah, like, I'm gonna scratch every off the moon. moon. And I'm they keep go discovering more moons. Yeah. They just discovered, like, 30 in May, I read. I know. Just think about the opportunities. They're like, all right, go on a little field trip. Also, yeah. Saturn has an electrical current. It's got mm. a really good magnetic field, so, like, you could already have electricity. Like, we yeah. don't even have to establish it. You could just, like, no. hook up some wires and then you're good to go. Yeah. Also, because Titan. They do, uh, however, the one downside is the wind storms, but eh. wind, solar, wind energy and solar energy. Yeah. You set up those wind turbines and you got endless power source. You're good yeah. to go. I think it's great, you know? I could I get do down too. for some ice rings, you know? That's, like, the fun part of winter where I'm, like, I'm going to go ice skating yeah. and, like, hang out outside the planet. Those are, that's the only planet that has, and I know it's not the only planet with rings, but it's the only planet with impressive rings. Yeah, and I mean, that's how you escape the windstorms. You just go ice skate for a few hours. Yeah, go to the planet. Come yeah, back. there's a big, there's a big windstorm. All right, I'm going to pl- off planet. Or I'll moon. just go fly to one of the moons. I'll be yeah. like, I'm going to go to this moon while this I'm gonna windstorm I'm going to go hang out on Titan. They probably got, it's, Titan's probably like the Vegas of Saturn. Yeah. Because it's like everyone goes to hang out there. So there's probably a lot of good bars, some good shows. You know, I could go see. Can you imagine like the, like the clubs they have at each moon? Yes. There's got to be a gay one. There has to be at least one. And there's a good one shot. Moon. You're going to get a one moon, moon named yeah. after you. Yeah, because there's so many. Or have named after some people, you know, and I'm sure they'll change the names over time. I'm sure you can discover moon and then call it your moon. Yeah, my moon. Or Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon's got a moon out there, I'm yeah. sure. But yeah, I just think it's cool. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's, yeah, I think it, of the planet, it is the coolest planet due to the amount of extra little add-on yeah. incentives it's got with it. Right, because it's like... Mars and Earth, it's like, yeah, whatever, but Saturn, it's like Have you seen the ring? It's like a built-in package. Yeah, the moon. You know, when someone comes to your hometown and they're like, what can I do around here? And you're like, go to Ramshorn? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's like Earth. How many moons do you have? One. That's amateur. That's baby's talk. You go there one time and you're like, this is, I've I've seen it all. Seen it all. One moon. But Saturn, you go there, you can hop from moon to moon. You could. I agree. I, I see we're on the same page. I agree. Yeah. We had some differences along the way, but the top two. We got there. We got there. It's all that really matters. It's all that really matters. So we all mutually agree Saturn's the best. Yes. All right. Would you like to go over our yeah. rankings? Yeah, let me run through. Number nine, I put Mercury, Venus, Neptune, Pluto, Jupiter, Uranus, Earth, Mars, Saturn. All right. And for my rankings, number nine, I have Pluto. Then I have Neptune, Mercury, Uranus, Jupiter, Earth, Venus, Mars, and then Saturn is number one. Yeah, shout out to Audrey for suggesting this episode. Woo. Um, if people have suggestions of episodes, we're pretty much down to do whatever as long as it's not like offensive or. Right. 
And also the weirder, uh, the better. Because, yeah. like, we can come up with the generic stuff ourselves, like, you know, movie rankings or, you know, our pilots or, you know, stuff. But some of the some of our favorite weird ones, like American Idol second place winners, yeah. that was a suggestion. The candle names. The candle names was a suggestion. This was. And we like the kind of, like, ones that we can be a little more creative with, you know. Yeah. And they're not, like, super intensive where we have to do, like, tons of hours of, like, prep work. Yeah, you know. we will be back. Um, like Alyssa said, it kind of depends on what happens with the writer's strike, depending right. on what order of episodes will come out. But there'll be something coming out this month, probably mm-hmm. two things. Yeah. Including this, obviously, is one right. of those. Yes. Um, but yeah, if you have any suggestions, let us know. We have our email, r3podcasts at gmail.com. There's our Instagram. I think we might be getting rid of our Twitter. Just our, because, our ex. Our ex, because we I, don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, I just, we, we're, we'll we keep it, but we're just not going to post on it anymore. Yeah. I've yeah. been looking at what other podcast shows have been saying about it, and everyone's kind of just on the venue of we'll wait and see. Yeah. Uh, we don't really post on it, so I'm going to continue not posting on it. But anyways, we have our Instagram. And our letterbox for our movies. Yes. Yes, and we our letterbox. at some point coming up, there will be a website. Yes. Hannah's working on it. Working away. That has been a work in progress for like a year, but I'm almost done with school. So I Yeah, using her almost degree that she almost has. Yeah. But yeah, so that is what's going on. Um, thank you for listening, and we will be back. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's r, the number three, p-o-d-c-a-s-t-s at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat. Things are coming up. Shit.